Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 150 of Set Wild, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by two good friends and co-host Rolfle and Corbett. Guys, I took we took another week off, and I almost forgot how to do the intro. Um, but 150 episode, special episode for a very special patch. Surely this time, Wild and Twist are saved. Yeah, if there's if there's one thing I remembered how to do, it's say that Wild is saved, Twist is saved. Uh, clearly, that is the the case here. So. Uh, I'm sure we'll get right back into the swing of things soon. There's so many interesting uh, changes to talk about. And yeah, looking forward to doing that. Yeah, I kind of forgot what to do with the podcast. So I listened to some old episodes and apparently I used to say the words quest druid is broken a lot. So I'm just going to try and repeat that a few times and see how it goes. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the meta. Uh, but first, but first, we have to talk about... Maybe the biggest, I don't even want to say maybe, uh, definitely the biggest patch in, in Wild history uh, in terms of Wild-specific changes. Uh, so for those of you guys that have been living under a rock, uh, last Thursday we got a huge balance patch uh, with like 30 cards or so getting changed. Um, so obviously we got a huge standard patch, but we also got a huge Wild and Twist-specific patches. Uh, we're going to kind of split the episode into two here. Uh, let's talk about Wild in the first half. Uh, we'll take a short break, and then we'll talk about Twist in the second half. Um, so before we start talking about the wild changes, I think it's important to note uh, the dev comments that they gave in this patch, because it will help cal- kind of calibrate our thinking about the, the nerfs and, you know, calibrate expectations moving forward. Um, and so let's talk about the wild focus changes. Uh, Caverns of Time was our first ever direct-to-wild expansion. We don't plan to make regular wild updates of this scale, uh, meaning Caverns of Time, 135 cards, um, but some cards from Cavers ended up needing some adjustments, and that presented us with a special opportunity to make adjustments more generally. Wild is a mode that's inherently full of powerful interactions, but we still want the mode to feel like you're playing Hearthstone. That's why these adjustments focus on the biggest play experience outliers in the mode, decks that are frustrating now, and that if we didn't step in, would likely remain frustrating for a long time. There are some strong wild decks that we didn't touch in these changes because, though they're powerful, they still generally fit in the Hearthstone mold. We found that wild players often have different goals for the mode, so we expect that some players will wish we hit more or different things. But we hope that these adjustments will make the mode more fun for more players overall. So before we dive into specifics, how, what, what's y'all's reaction uh, to kind of the dev comments here? 
Well, I think I read that a little bit differently. I think the large changes that they were talking about weren't necessarily the Caverns of Time, but like this balance patch itself. So I think the message here is pretty clearly, um, sorry if you're disappointed that the deck you hate didn't get nerfed, uh, but also don't expect this to be like the new MO for uh, balancing wild. This is kind of a um, unique and kind of uh, unprecedented uh, change for a fairly unprecedented situation. Um, like the, it wasn't just Caverns of Time changes that were being made here, but like the fact that they had to make changes as a result of Caverns of Time, I think kind of gave them an opening to make larger scale changes to Wild to hit some of the, um, I guess, more frustrating play pattern experiences uh, within the format. And um, and I think the message is that it's probably just going to be business as usual after this and not to expect um, frequent patching of Wild, which I've already seen some clamoring for, you know, okay, well, we got this, what's next? And it's, like, very clearly to preempt that type of discussion and set the clear expectation that this is not something to um, expect moving forward. But Yeah, uh, it's complicated uh, because they, you know, like, it's hard to put the genie back in the bottle uh, no matter what you do in a, in a game mode. So, like, the player base becomes used to whatever increase in... Um, you know, content or, or patch updates or anything like that, uh, you know, they get used to that, that increasing frequency. So, like, uh, nerfs in Hearthstone going for three weeks or a month, that used to be, like, lightning fast. Now it's, like, three days and people are already clamoring for nerfs because that's sometimes what we get now. And, you know, that we're a very spoiled uh, bunch, absolutely. And this patch, for a lot of people, spoiled, you know, the wild players. Uh, like, this is something that hit a large number of decks that Bill complained about. It's the biggest patch, and it's hard to sort of go backwards from that, um, no matter what you do. So it's very natural, I think, that people are um, making suggestions or, or uh, you know, discussing what they want to hit next. Um, but at the same time, yeah, it, it's a complicated issue, and I, I, we'll get into that, some of the difficulties, I think, in um, trying to hit a patch like this. Um, and what it means for the future. Yeah, it, we'll, we'll dive into it as well. But I know Corby, you you've used the analogy in the past of like, in order to make changes in in, in the WoW format, it's definitely like a peeling back the layers and how how many layers do you want to pull off. And I think as we go through these changes, I'm interested in y'all's opinions on that. But also, if those of you guys that are listening, you know, you guys also play WoW. You guys also have a voice in this, and it's interesting. I think people are never going to agree on this. Um, how many layers to pull back and. Do they need to keep going, or are we happy with where we're with where we're at now? Um, so before we dive into the wild specific changes, I do want to touch on just a couple of standard cards that got touched that might impact wild decks. Um, so first of all, we got Symphony of Sins, uh, the Movement of Pride. So this is the one that draws the, the highest cost minion, reduces cost by six, is now just drawing a random minion, uh, lowering the frequency of you hitting your Sargeras, um, which I think makes makes it a lot worse. But you know. Uh, a relevant change, uh, you have the hammer and even warrior, so the craftsman hammer, only giving you three armor instead of four. I think you're definitely still playing this card in even warrior. Uh, and then last but not least, you had sanitize. Uh, so this is the card we were hyped for, even warrior, uh, getting in the mini set very quickly, uh, going from four mana to five, which means you can no longer play it uh, in even warrior. 
Uh, any notes on these cards before we hop into uh, into the wild specific changes here? Um, even Warrior is a good deck before Sanitize. Is a good deck after Sanitize. It'll probably remain a good deck um, after losing Sanitize. So like, it just kind of reverts back. Like um, I think it's probably maybe falling a little bit out of favor more as a result of like the the shakeup in the metagame rather than um rather than because it, it's already got nerfed right i think the the change the shift in the metagame is going to be more impactful to even warrior than um than the sanitized nerf absolutely just because like it lost a very popular deck that it was very strong into so that's that's going to be more impactful than uh losing it you know a card <laughs> yeah i saw some really funny reactions to this where uh once the sanitized nerf happened um i read people say something like uh oh now we have no good reason to be playing even warrior because like you know now that now the good cards are you know odd costed and we don't even care about the hero power and it's like yeah you, you kind of do care about the hero power actually like it isn't just an accident why even warrior was better uh before sanitized popped up um even warrior still is probably better than the uh the alternatives and like Ruffle said it was a, it was a good deck before sanitize it'll continue to be a good deck but not not as good as uh as it was before it, i mean it does have one of the best answers to like eight eight arcane giants which you know are <laughs> running rampant throughout the the format right now so it's i don't know if that necessarily makes it a good matchup because you still have to draw your blade storm and you still have to like not die uh before you draw that blade storm and then figure out a way to win to their next layer of threats. But, like, it does have one of the single best answers to one of the more c common board states that you're facing down in Wild right now. All right, so let's move into the uh, into the Wild-specific changes here. Uh, let's start with uh, Gadget Zayn Auctioneer. Um, and so this card was nerfed kind of for Standard. Um, and by nerf for Standard, they rotated it out of Standard, out of the core set. So it's no longer there. Um, but in addition to removing it from the core set, they did bump the mana uh, from 6 to 7. Uh, in conjunction with this card, I think we have to talk about Tony. Um, very popular deck, I think, at Higher Legend, Tony Druid. Uh, Tony Druid has been banned uh, from Wild. So the combination of Auctioneer to 7 and Tony being banned, I think it's safe to say that Tony Druid no longer exists in its current form. No. Rip and Pepperoni's Tony Druid, uh, long live Togwaggle Druid, because clearly everyone knows that this mana bump is actually a buff because now you can draw the Auctioneer off a of Juicy Psych Melon, and everyone knows there's no way to reliably draw your Auctioneer before it costs seven mana. Certainly not at like the two mana range, which happens much earlier in the game. So clearly this is a buff. Yeah, good buff. Um, very excited to go play Aviana Kuhn, Auctioneer, Togwaggle stuff. Yeah. Uh, seems exciting. It's Have you tried that? Have you tried that, your Ruffle? No, that's that's <laughs> one of the most like you do you do the auctioneer like uh, either whether it's Togwaggle whether it's Tony whatever your combo is you do it like once or twice and you're like okay that's cool I'm bored now <laughs> like it, it just it, it becomes so uninteresting so quickly and like this is coming from somebody who's used to love the old APM priest combos and like this is just so monotonous and boring like it, every game it just ends up being the same. So I'm glad it's gone. I don't care. Get out of here. I queued into the deck like twice in the past 30 days because robots don't play it. So it, like, it doesn't affect me at all because robots don't play it. Uh, but like, it's such a dumb and boring play pattern. It was bad at the ranks that I played at because like it loses to the decks that robots do play. 
And so it, it just like, it, it didn't affect me at all, but it's like, yeah, good riddance. The only thing I'm a little bit disappointed about is I would have preferred to just like have Tony and wild still because like we're, you know, what, 10, maybe nine classes. If you, you know, include the sins of demon hunter are like suffering for the, um, for the problems of druid. And that doesn't feel good, right? Like there, there's some goofy things. I want to play like Alabaster Keymaster, um, Tony Priest, and just like resurrect those a whole bunch of times and do a bunch of goofy stuff. And now I can't because the card's banned. So I, I think there are better solutions that were like more Druid specific, or if you really wanted to hit Demon Hunter, more Demon Hunter specific, that um, would have been more interesting to me than just like outright banning Tony. Yeah, I thought about it, but for a deck that, you know, was churning through the entire the entire list to go for an OTK, it was probably the combo deck that, now I think about it, reminded me the most of Ignite Mage, where it was just like, card off the top, card off the top, card off the top. And, you know, the, the mana got so ridiculous that it kind of didn't really matter what you did in what order. A lot of times, you were just like, a lot of times I just play it, I'd just be like, yeah, this, 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 nothing matter, and they're dead. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it got, it got a little silly there. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, that's why people probably hated it so much <laughs> um but yeah not not upset about seeing this one change like i guess I, it, it is weird to me that we're getting tony band and auctioneer nerf simultaneously yeah, it it's like redundant especially redundant. yeah yeah especially two things that are weird about that auctioneer outside of like wouldn't be a problem without the the tony and like it's a it's a live card and twist like miracle rogue isn't good but like you can play it that's that's the purpose of twist is decks like miracle rogue so um yeah it's weird it it doesn't feel good uh like it feels like a you know double gut punch i guess yeah they they really wanted to make sure that it was dead and stayed dead um it, it, that's fine I, I want it dead but like but they're more complete there are other solutions that make it equally dead without like killing two Kind of interesting cards and unique cards. Yeah, I think Funnel Cake was the kind of card I would have kept my eye on. Um, I think Funnel Cake and, and Naturalize could have been uh, both two for good targets that, uh, uh, with an emphasis on Funnel Cake in particular. But like the deck existed before Funnel Cake, it's going to be real bad without it. But like people will still play it, and I think they just didn't want people to play it. Yeah, yeah, I, it is I, weird. I, yeah, I was going to say it, it's not the only nerf in this patch where they're targeting the same deck in multiple changes that I feel like the changes aren't, um, you know, they don't quite mesh. They, they don't, they don't make the most sense necessarily uh, from my perspective. Yeah. I, I think I know what you're talking about and I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. I mean, let's move on to those, uh, those said changes. Let's talk about shaman. Uh, poor old shaman getting three wild specific uh, targeted nerfs here. Um, and let's start with uh, the stupid murlocs, the stupid fish, um, getting getting some mana increases. So, Firemancer Flurgle, um, finally, after like three years, finally, uh, you know, get, eating a nerf for its sins, uh, getting its mana cost doubled from two to four. Um, but that might not even matter, um, because even though Scargirl is going from four to five, uh, the text on Scargirl remains. Um, so, Flurgle will always cost one. Um, but yeah, the the one-sided tutorable board wipe uh, going from three mana to five, uh, and then the full Murloc kind of board spam getting delayed by a turn. 
uh, with Scargo going from four to five. So Shadowwalk Shaman, specifically the play pattern of the, the giant Murloc swing turn that also clears your board, kind of getting getting the target to nerf here. Yeah, and I think they were good targets. Like, you know, we've been talking about the problem, but like by nerfing them both in this manner and just simply increasing their mana cost, effectively you've increased the mana cost of Flurgle by one, of Flurgle Tox by one, right? Like it, I, it's, it, I don't, I, I'm sure it's impactful because like you can't just do the turn three Flurgle Tox independent of the Scargill, which is good. But the problem is, is that like then that just makes the deck even more reliant on uh, draw the Scargill, hit the Gorlock Ravager, win the game, and like so the variance between like what the deck does when it wins and what it loses is like it, it is pretty stark, right? Like I don't know if that's necessarily good for a deck to be that feast or famine. It makes it worse, so people will probably play it less. It'll feel a lot worse, so people will probably play it less. But I think there's better solutions to this. Like, I think both cards probably needed a change. Um, I think maybe increasing, like, increasing the text on Scargill or changing the text there would have been uh, more interesting. And then also changing the text on Flurgle would have been more interesting. And leaving its mana costs uh, would have would have been more interesting. Just make Flurgle go face, and then like. Um, Murloc Shaman can still play the deck or something. I don't or play the card. Like, just do do something that, like, I don't know. There's an abundance of mana cost changes here. And mana cost changes, while often underestimated in terms of their impact, are still just boring. <laughs> like, and in this case, aren't really a complete change to the problem. Yeah, um, like, I don't want to undersell how impactful that change is, has been. Um, in terms of Shadowwalk Shaman and that Murloc package. That package um, and that type of archetype, the full Murloc, looks terrible. Like, absolutely awful. Um, like, it's a, it's a huge, huge hit. But, <laughs> but and there is a but, um, it doesn't future-proof the thing, right? Like, the, there's always, there's a very real chance, right? Like, the, the clownfish, and you still like Skargulad early, and you still play the Gorlocks, and you still do the thing. That package still exists, that board clear still exists, that full flood still exists. And it wouldn't shock me in the slightest if a year from now it's like, oh my god, this is the car that brings back the Shadowwalk Sham with all the Murlocs that we used to play. Oh my god, I miss playing Flurgletox. And, you know, nostalgia starts kicking in real hard. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's the issue, right? Is that I think that for me personally, you, you do a mana change on one of the cards and it text change on the other like you either bump scargill up a mana and change flurgle text or you um you know bump flurgle up a mana and change scargill's text so that way they can't they they can't really work in the same same deck the same way so um yeah like scargill was like let's say if it was like four mana four four your murloc cost one less or something like like that's pretty harmless and maybe you can play with like an aggro murloc deck or whatever um but yeah so it's another change like the tony druid where we're hitting two two sided changes on the same deck the tony druid one was just like super 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 harsh and it's killed it forever this one is kind of the opposite problem where i feel like it kind of leaves the door <laughs> ajar a little bit that said i hate flogal talks i despise flogal talks i'm very happy that flogal talks uh won't be happening on turn three anymore um even if maybe maybe it is the answer that we need right now. <laughs> yeah, I 
a little I don't know if this like tinfoil hat is like the right word to use here, but it does feel like because this was like the quote unquote emergency balance patch that they window that they have where they I guess it's not really an emergency if they're always doing changes like a week after content release. It does feel like a lot of the things were removal of words that were already there or number changes. And so I don't really know if they have the window to do reworks of cards. And I don't I don't know how true that is. I don't know how much I'm projecting on, on the team there. But it feels like if we were going to get changes, the number changes were like the only things we were going to get. Right. But so I don't I don't necessarily think that's true. Okay. And if it were like if we're only getting one of these balance patches maybe a year or you know ever again then like i'm willing to wait and make sure that it's done right so i don't i don't think that that's necessarily uh the hindrance here like i i think that <laughs> wild players are really good at not getting balance well maybe not all of them but like <laughs> we're well practiced in not getting balance patches you know so we um you know we get just wait if that's the case so i don't think it is i think it's just a the decision that was made yeah yeah like i said it, it might have been me projecting it probably was uh that being said i also somebody who played like a lot of wild just yesterday though so i haven't gotten the a lot experienced a lot of the, of the new format i think flurgle talks at five mana probably is still good probably still playable uh i know it's not answering 32 32 edwins on turn three like we might need it to but like if C-double Gigafin's a playable combo at 4. I think this is playable at 5 because you also get the opportunity to tutor it on, like, in Warlock. And so I know I know people might be dismissing the whole package. I know it might not be looking the most impressive, but I, I do think it's probably still a very, like, necessary combo of cards that you have to be playing in your Shaman decks. It's really good. Uh, like, Flogal Tox is still, like, a quite a powerful thing that you can do. Um, it's just the whole rest of everything kind of falls apart, and um you know whether that means you have to go to more of like a ice fishing just flogal talks like two or three merlock package maybe that's like what you go do instead of the the full thing um but yeah uh one-sided ball wipes for five are actually pretty good um as we see in twist <laughs> or saw in twist yeah so it's you might have like people might still have the, the goggles of it being three mana and they miss that but it is so i think very powerful at five uh speaking of five uh let's talk about the other shaman change here Look at that transition. Boom. Uh, Spirit of the Frog going from three mana to five mana. Um, speaking of wanting to, to get people to stop playing the deck like they did with Tony Druid, uh, that's, a, that's a whole lot of mana increase to Frog, something you can't really discount uh, like you could the rest of the deck. Yeah, I think this was more of an attempt at future-proofing <laughs> Frog. Uh, so, like, it's a little bit, uh, you know it's a weird contrast between this and uh the, the the murloc changes because like obviously flash of lightning could have been a target flash of lightning is what brought the the deck back into prominence that's an easy solution to just like ban it but it's a temporary solution like frog has uh been a card that has been problematic at various points whether it was be being pulled from direct thar or just like winning games on turn three is uh is kind of a silly thing like uh, inevitably if um shaman was going to be a class that had um low mana spells as it's you know has since the beginning of time there's going to be broken things that you could do with frog and there will continue to be broken things that you can do with frog 
when it costs three mana. Like, if you think about other classes that have low-cost spells, can you imagine what Rogue would be like with a three-mana frog? Like, that wouldn't have never lasted. Um, eventually, like, Shaman doesn't have the high density of powerful low-cost spells that Rogue does, but eventually it just got the sheer raw number of low-cost powerful spells that, you know, are enough to, to make a 30-card deck and win Hearthstone games, and Frog was enabling silly things, and it would continue to do so if it were left at three mana. Yeah, and I, I also think it probably would have been too good at four. Like, I think yeah. there was probably a little bit too much risk in, in that not quite killing things off. But don't worry, it's, it's very dead at five. <laughs> it's, a, it's gone. You love to see it. Hell yeah. No, don't worry. Don't worry. We, we can just bring back the meat wagons. Then it comes out still on turn five. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't seem very good, does it? <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk about a couple of other changes here. Um, and so we've been talking a lot about uh, about decks that were really, really popular, uh, you know, within Legend. Um, but they they did want to help everybody else out. Um, so Big Priest and Secret Mage. I know two of the most loved decks by the community are also getting some changes here, uh, getting some love from the devs. Uh, so Cabal Lackey. Uh, so Cabal Lackey, kind of the premium one drop in Secret Mage for like forever, um, has been finally hit. Uh, so that the next secret you play this turn cost one instead of zero. Huge, huge change uh, to a deck that was not super great, but that people did not love to play against. This means that I cannot get rigged fair game on turn one, which I love. I mean, or way less consistently on turn one, which is nice. Yeah, like historically, the the win rate of a turn one um, rigged fair game, and as a result, like, the combination of the Cabal Lackey Rig Fair game Mulligan Keep was outrageous and just like reducing the frequency of that happening, forcing it to be on the coin. Like Cabal Lackey, every because I face a lot of secret mages because bots play that deck, um just looks horrendous when it comes down on turn one now. Like uh from both my perspective and the opponent's perspective, while the bot like tries struggles to play a card and no longer can. Um, it, 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 but like, it just performs so bad now. Like you don't have to do anything. <laughs> it used to be so devastating and now it's just like, okay, <laughs> you made a two one. Good job. And like, I don't know. Do we sub it out for a mana worm <laughs> and just like let the, the two drop do the same job that it like it used to. Do you need Cabal Lackey in your deck anymore? Probably a cut. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Secret Mage got hit, like, it's a brutal change. It, it wouldn't have been at the top of list for me in, in terms of going after wild changes. Um, but, like, at the same time, it's a dumb card. Like, I'm not really upset about it. But Secret Mage, pretty dead, like, I would say. It It's also a bit of a weird, like, whiplash because they buff Secret Mage for Twist with the Cabal... Uh, crystal runner and then like went back on that and nerfed a completely different card that's that is also also, twist. also in right. twist yep that's yep. also twist legal uh mm -hmm. and not only as a result kill the deck in in wild but then like doubly kills it in twist because it didn't ever exist in that format so it's like it's a I think this is the the one change where maybe you're seeing the shift in leadership uh, exposed here, um, and that's like 
that's the only thing. I, I think that the rest of the changes are just, you know, the result of a different team working on it. And uh, with regard compared to the, the buffs. And I think that this is just like showcasing that. Yeah. Uh, lack of, you know, not, not quite on the same page. It feels like from start to finish. Uh, then again, Cavins is probably, you know, the, the changes probably locked in like quite, quite some time ago. But um, it is funny. It is. It, it is. is very funny saying this. I, I will also say, as somebody who has kind of like defended Secret Mage in the past, I understand that the deck is frustrating, and so like I'm okay with like the best card in this deck getting deleted and Secret Mage like not being good for like the large, you know, more casual population of people that. I know, Raffle, you can probably attest to this a lot harder because you interact with that community. Um, I, I think they're pretty happy to see something like Secret Mage deleted. Yeah, and I think the, a couple things on that. First of all, um, Secret Mage got a pass a lot of times uh, in terms of my perspective on should it be changed uh, because it kept decks like Frog Shaman and Tony Druid at bay. If we're removing those, I don't just delete the deck. I don't care. I don't need to face it anymore. Uh, but also, yeah, like it's it's a very unpopular deck in terms of the way it makes the opponents feel, and as a result, like people down ladder and maybe more casual players that just want to like have their singular yog not get uh, in their twenty nine spell deck not get uh, objection or explosive ruined. It's that's me. I'm talking about me. Um, like feels really bad to queue into uh, to, to Secret Mage. So like, yeah, it's, it's understandable. And I think that there's this like very popular misconception, especially among highly engaged players, where you like you have to balance around the highest ranks of play and only the highest ranks of play. And like, yeah, you should balance the highest ranks of play, but like the highest ranks of play are your most engaged player base. So you want to keep them happy. But like lower ranks are your largest. <laughs> share of your player base so you also need to keep them happy and the only way that you can do that is by having sort of a, a dual focus to how you approach balance you can't just balance around the highest level of plays or players and leave the people that are playing more casually just uh you know struggling and that's why we saw this and i think that's also why we saw the big priest nerf and i think that's perfectly fine i think it's also part of like it might not look like it but i think it's a part of a perfectly cohesive like balance philosophy I agree, I agree. Uh, speaking of that big priest change, let's touch on that real quick. Uh, so Shadow Essence going from 6 mana to 7. Uh, kind of in a similar vein of like, I don't know that this would be the card that I have, would have hit from from big priest. Uh, but theoretically is slowing down the, the cheating out of the, the big minion by theoretically a turn, right? Depending on palm readings and stuff like that. Um, I, I'm very surprised that they didn't go after Illuminate, to be completely honest with you. Uh, but I guess this is like the wild-specific card. Easy to to make the change to the iconic thing, uh, slowing it down by turn. Yeah, th th there are a number of things that you could do that weren't just adding a mana cost here. Um, uh, something about the Illuminate Shadow Essence interaction was probably the thing that I would have gone after. And that didn't involve like just increasing the mana cost of either one. It, it, like if you're gonna nerf Big Priest, I think there's, um, I think there's more complete ways to do it and more, um, I don't know, things that make more sense to me than than just increasing the mana cost and are more interesting than just increasing the mana cost because 
a lot of the players that are getting hit by a turn three nuptial that can't deal with it are still going to feel bad when they get hit by a turn four nuptial and can't deal with it so it's like it, it it's a worse deck it's highly impactful the deck was bad anyway but like the player perception was the whole point of the the nerf to begin with and you kind of uh you you leave some people behind on that as a as a result of just like making it happen a turn later when that player that still isn't like can't deal with it on turn three is still not going to be able to deal with it on turn four and will still lose the game yeah um again yeah i agree that i've probably gone for a different change but i mean i think in the end i think this mostly accomplishes like what you want to go after right like i think this mostly gets the job done even if it isn't perfect like the deck becomes so much worse um people won't play it that much like it, it it'll probably be just like hanging around like one two percent people still play I, it because like you think more you think it'll be more popular still i think you underestimate how many people will just shove games of big priest no matter how bad it is that's been well, the one consistent in wild hearthstone is that people will play big priest I was going to say that 2% of people is just people who didn't even notice the change. Like, they, they, they logged in, like, three months later, and it's the same deck, and they just go. Uh, but maybe it's a bigger percentage of people than I was expecting. Um, but, yeah, I, it's fine. Again, like Lackey, no, at the top of my list in terms of changes that I would have personally gone after. But at the same time, I'm not really upset about this. Like, Big Priest, Lackey, like, I don't like these cards. So it's like, sure, I'm not upset. Right. And they're, and they're not necessarily targeted at... You're not the audience for these nerfs for sure. as well. So it's like, it's okay yeah. if they don't... If they aren't high on your list, because they're, they're not necessarily for you. In the same way that, like, Pony and Auctioneer aren't for the people that these nerfs are for. Yeah, yeah. come on, Corb. Not everything's about you. Come on. <laughs> um, I will say, this makes my Amonthul Yogg Big Priest very sad. So, very, very I sad know. to see that happen. That was a pretty fun deck anyway. You can still play it. Like, oh, no, I, oh I will because I love yeah. Big Priest. I'll definitely be jamming more games of that. <laughs> Clipped. <laughs> Clipped. Yep. Um, all right, let's talk about the last big change here for Wild, uh, and that is Mech Warper. So Mech Warper um, getting banned in Wild, uh, getting banned instead of reworked, uh, I'm assuming because of Twist, right? Uh, that card is still legal there. Mech decks, theoretically, specifically Mech Mage, still legal there. Um, so this not only nukes Mech Paladin, but it also nukes kind of Mech Mage and to a little bit of a lesser extent Mech Rogue as well. Um, so kind of a massive, massive hit here uh, with, with the Mech Warper change. Not one that I'm sad to see get banned, uh, but one that's going to kind of have huge impacts on, on multiple decks uh, kind of moving forward. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm not upset to, to see this change at all, but it, it's an, like the Flurgal Talks. It's a little bit of a... Uh, careful what you wish for type situation um because mech paladin was at least pretty good at uh putting up a bit of a roadblock for questline druid that we talked about earlier in the stream so it's like yeah like we we got some broken stuff changed but at what cost it's also it, it makes some of the other like twist via or legal card changes a little bit confusing like the uh, cabal lackey and the um auctioneer it's like why why is why is this one like okay to stay as it is in twist but not wild but the other two um needed to change and i think it's just because like people are i think it's reasonable people are more likely to be playing mech warper in twist than they are either 
auctioneer or cabal lackey because secret mage sucks and um miracle rogue is not really in in the format so like to that extent i understand it but it's like you're kind of making twist uh i don't know you're making twist a little bit worse as a result of uh, removing those cards when they're only going to be in it for a brief period of time if we can wait for mech warper and a more complete change there i think we could have waited for uh tony and uh, Cabal Lackey, especially since Cabal Lackey is effectively deleting the card and banning it anyway. Uh, same probably applies to, to Tony at 7 mana, so it's like I don't know. It, it's a little inconsistent but either way, I, I look forward to um, what's going to be different with Mech Warper when it, uh, when it does come back and my god, I don't know if you've queued into a Mech Paladin since the change but it, it just looks anemic. It is horrendous. I haven't had the pleasure. Uh, <laughs> not, not, not yet seen it. Uh, the going back to Secret Mage, just one final thing. I mean, the fact that we are doing this, we're like we're banning the warp room, we're nerfing the lackey. It just like it just brings about more confusion again about like why was Crystal Runner buffed again? It's like what was the purpose of this? Uh, it, it, like even in, now with hindsight, it just looks even worse. Um, yeah. But still, anyway, um, Mech Warper. Uh, this is going to really affect my Snip Snap Warlock, so I'm going to have to change <laughs> strategies on that one. Um, <laughs> but I'm happy with this nerf. Yeah. Uh, I'm very, 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 very happy with this nerf. Ban. Whatever. Um, I've been asking for a Mech Warper nerf. I went back and found old Discord messages. Apparently, like, late 2018, I was like, this is it. This is the one. And, uh, like, so it, it's been a long time coming, I think. And it's the type of card that only gets more busted over time. And, um... It, you know, it finally got to a pretty ridiculous point. I mean, yeah, we've seen it get more busted over time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I think a lot of people have been asking for uh, for the Mech Warper, you know, change. Uh, I ban is happened now. Um, I will say this ban made me think of you, Corb, and uh, Sork Apprentice, where they banned this so that it could live in Twist. And I was like, well, you could like just ban Sork Apprentice, nerf it back to two, so we could play like Tempo Mage and Twist. You know, that would be kind of cool. Um, but no, the girl stays for. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I have nothing really to add. Mech decks were not fun to play or play against. They were very boring. And, uh, you know, game was over on turn two or three one way or the other. And uh, super happy to, to see this band. Uh, least to say on this than I think everything else. <laughs> um, so let's take a bigger picture, picture at Wild. Um, so obviously we'll talk about the Discord Warlock changes and twists because I think it was more appropriate there. But Discord Warlock was nerfed. Mech decks, Tony Druid... Shadowwalk Shaman, Frog Shaman, all kind of getting the axe uh, in wild. Uh, to a lesser extent, we saw Secret Mage and, and Big Priest, but those were kind of meta players at the at the highest ranks. Um, kind of the shakeout, you guys have talked about it already. Uh, lots of zero mana 8-8s eight and uh, lots of quest druids hitting people in the face, uh, I think is kind of the fallout that we've been seeing. Um, quest druid, Miracle Rogue seem like the two biggest winners uh, of the early days of the patch um corp feel free to correct me if i'm wrong here but uh i don't know i don't really feel like there's anything that that's kind of out there uh and then the the amount of quality copy pasta that comes out of these dev comments as well where they they wanted to hit decks that didn't feel very hearthstone like and then we have eight eights and yogs and 30 30 edwins on turn two i guess the edwin feels very hearthstone but the rest of it doesn't um same thing with quest druid we have zero mana four sixes and eight eights and yogs on like turn four uh that have also dealt like 17 18 damage with you know hitting him in the face 
it's really really funny uh when you look at the contrast of the dev message yeah it have to have to put that out there how you guys how you guys feeling about the kind of the the wild you know fallout uh from the balance patch and then i guess i open it up as did you guys feel like they missed anything drastic i know corb you kind of touched on that a little bit of not the things that you might have hit so what would you have um okay well first and foremost uh it it does kind of look feel like it might be a three deck format right now with uh miracle rogue um questline druid and you know some even where you're still like treading water at least in that uh, in that world uh but those are also some of the more obvious like responses to what the changes were so like it does it makes sense that those um that those would crop up pretty quickly and i think at least early on um the distance between something like a questline druid and a miracle rogue is maybe a little bit more narrow than um what it was between like disco lock and other decks and something along those lines but i Regardless of all that, I don't know. Things will shake out. Like we, we haven't seen that much since uh, the nerfs have happened. I think another maybe big winner is uh, even. Death Knight does seem to be rising, not necessarily to the same level as some of those other ones, but it's like it l- kind of looks like it might be a deck again. It got the plague stuff, and if Miracle Rogue and Questline Druid draw a bunch of cards, in particular Miracle Rogue draws a bunch of cards, you're going to draw those plagues uh, pretty quickly. Um, it served. Sort of like plagues did a similar thing in um against frog shaman but like frog shaman wasn't popular enough for that to matter but um even can even triple unholy can now run essentially all the plague cards except the weapon and so that seems interesting something to keep an eye on but again uh all of that is like to say a the larger point here that people should be getting out of this it's very easy to look at a metagame and identify problems and say these need to change so a lot of people as soon as the patch notes got released were really excited because like all of the or at least most of the problematic things were being hit and so wild was going to be better because the things that they didn't like are now worse but the consequences of large-scale balance changes like this aren't just that the decks that get hit are now worse it's that that makes room for other decks that were ne- were previously being held down by things like a Flurgle Tox or, um, you know, like a, a Tony Druid fast combo. Um, those decks, or even like a, a wide board of mechs, th- th- those decks can now like survive in this world. And in a format like Wild, there's a lot of broken things that don't see the light of day just because like it has a bad matchup spread in, <laughs> into the metagame. Like, this isn't the first time Questline Druid has been the best deck in the format. Um, so it's no surprise that it came back. But like, aside from that, like nobody, you know, n- nobody can really predict what the, the second level consequences of nerfs are. And that's really difficult to to predict. And I don't know. I personally think that Wild is probably in a better place than it was before. Um, but some of that could be the, the novelty. And maybe I won't be feeling that in a few more weeks of dealing with this format if things like start to, you know, become as dramatically polarized as they were before. And so I don't know. <laughs> like it's like it, it's tough. Like how do you how do you not only hit the appropriate targets, but also 
correctly predict what the consequences of those uh, targets are. And like, like you mentioned to Corb's point, like how many layers do you go? Like, where do you stop? Um, again, like I talked about at the top of the show, people were already calling for, <laughs> for nerfs less than a week after the, uh, the first wave. And it's like, what, how far do you go? When will people be satisfied? The answer is never. When is it reasonable for us to expect them to step in? And when is it just like, again, seeking that novelty, which I would personally like. I, like, yes, I would like maybe quarterly or with every expansion we get some balance changes, but that doesn't seem like what they have been saying and what they have been doing. So that's unreasonable for me to expect. So I don't know. I, I, again, I feel like wild is probably in a slightly better place, but there are still massive problems. And without like wide, wide, wide scale changes, you, I don't see how you can fix that. It's not a simple solution. Like you're going to have to make, I don't know, 50 card changes, like close to, like you have to short of a just like massive overhaul of the wild format. I do not know how you fix some of the problems that keep cropping up. Yeah, um we're allowed to say this is not exactly a secret. Um Blizzard ask for feedback preemptively on, on changes where we're all good to say that. And when I had to give feedback or wanted to give feedback i found it incredibly difficult it seemed like um maybe more than uh, a lot of uh other people when they were giving nerf suggestions and stuff i i had a really tough time even giving like a single change um and it was so difficult to come up with both the to tackle that core question of like how many layers do I think we should do? How many layers do I think are realistic to do? What's it like doing this in one patch? Does it mean that there's another patch down the road? If I don't get something done right now, does that mean it's never done? What happens if a new mistake pops up because you're trying to make 12 changes at once? What happens if you don't hit something because you're only making two changes? And it's all this stuff and it's it makes it so complicated when there are just these moving parts and people have different demands and expectations and we are getting a patch unlike what we've seen before because when you get changes in standard you have all this historical context right you know what you're getting we've had years of build up something like this is a bit unprecedented so it does make it even more of a challenge and and team five are they're trying something a little different right like they're, they're kind of going for it with this one and saying probably where things land you don't have to expect that they'll get to do this in the future they're actually pretty explicit saying that like don't expect this it might happen it might not but don't think it's gonna happen um you know and they gave they gave it a shot like with this um personally the meta that's resulted isn't a shocker and then the slightest really like you nerfed you know most of the really good decks and you just have to look down the tier list and say oh that one's okay that one's not touched that one's all right oh okay cool and that's probably going to be the meta. And that's pretty much what happened. Like, Questline Druid uh, was probably the best deck that wasn't hit. Um, it was already looking, and then probably like tier two with the inclusion of Yogg-Saron. Maybe even borderline tier one before the patch. Um, not played very much because nobody ever plays Questline Druid, even if it's tier zero. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, it's like the best deck in the format. Its win rate looks absurd. It looks absolutely disgusting. So, the Miracle Rogue stuff, 
and Questra together. We'll see how that would land in the future because it seems quite likely that Yogg-Saron is a potential balance target and those are the two decks in Wild that abuse Yogg-Saron the most, um, the best. So that part is also a little tricky, like a little complicated. Um, but yeah, it's all tough. Um, I, I think... I don't usually like putting kind of a number on it because then people, you know, it either sounds ridiculous or it sounds not enough or people want to know the exact things that I'm talking about. But I would say that they're probably about, like, 15. I think there are about 15 card changes that I think you go in and I would feel probably really satisfied with. Um, that's, like, 15 additional changes, <laughs> not just what we made. So I know Ruffle's going to make it a face, and he's thinking 50. He's thinking it's more and more layers. And that's what I'm saying is that like, it, yeah. it is... It there is no number like it, it, I think the number is probably bigger but like there is no number that's going to satisfy everyone for sure yeah and um because everyone has different goals and you know and we don't know like it's a lot <laughs> you know we just don't know exactly so for me it's 15 but I could be completely off base um and it, it makes it really complicated so I empathize with the devs um I think that the patch ultimately is better than where it was but that's because the last meta was probably one of the worst things that has ever happened in wild and so the bar is literally in hell um <laughs> yeah I, I i wouldn't even say that's an exaggeration so um i i do want to like kind of just focus the conversation on the whole how many layers do we pull back thing right so uh i i know that i've like said kind of in the past of like well like the deck the decks that they're hitting right they they tend to be kind of similar in the play experiences that they hit they never really nerf uh, i mean if you want to argue like feel free like we're kind of just spitballing here you made a face go ahead oh no i was gonna say like in this patch i think there were inconsistencies yes. in like what they I, did but i think historically i i would agree with you what you're about to say I think. yeah well so that's i think this patch was it's it weird to me right the things that they did hit um like you, like you mentioned does that change precedent for what they're gonna hit in the future if they do change things or are we just going to continue to see kind of the really fast uh really powerful early combo which is historically what we've kind of seen in the past continue to get hit and that the special is very much an anomaly in terms of balance changes i i think from what i read in the dev comment this is an unprecedented patch that is not meant to set like expectations mm -hmm. for patches moving forward in in any uh in any way so, I guess personally, right, for you guys, how many more layers do you want them to keep? Oh, I'm, I'm kind of, we're kind of just spitballing. I'm off. I'm off script. I don't. I don't really know where I'm going with this sort of <laughs> sort of thing. Um, how many more layers should they be pulling back? Do you do you think that they keep going? Or I don't know. Prior prior to this balance patch, I was I was kind of in the the old core boat of because we haven't been peeling back layers for four years. At that point, why not just let it all go and just like unnerve things like Drek'thar and Sork Apprentice and and Dark Glare. But uh I mean now that you've started peeling back the layers, now now I kinda wanna just keep going until until we're back. I just don't know how far we, we should go. I am the complete opposite. I am fully corn pilled after this past uh patch. Just because what this taught me is that like peeling back a layer 
just exposes another problem. It doesn't like get closer to a solution. It just exposes other problems. And there are, again, many problems in this format. And I don't know how many layers you can possibly go to get to a point where there aren't still just like rampant, massive problems like we're seeing now. So I don't know. I, I don't know that we, we need to to go further because like I was I was there cheering for the loss of Florgal Talks and now it's like, well, hmm. Florgal Talks did really do good something, right now. didn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like those those uh, bubble bot mech paladin boards, they they kind of served a bit of a purpose, didn't they? And so like I I'm a little bit hesitant to to make large scale changes like this again after the the results. So again, I'm you either get I don't even know because you can't say you either go all in or you don't do anything because again there's no clear response to what all in is how, how far do you go yeah <laughs> I, I guess i was talking like, personally right we don't know what the what the devs are going to do right we don't we, they said not to expect things like this but i'm saying like personally so you're saying personally you don't know that you would continue to peel off layers at this point yeah no <laughs> i don't know because i like i don't know what's underneath the next layer yeah, um, and I think this is why, again, why I struggled so much with feedback, um, because this resulting experience in this format is the exact fear that I had, right? This is my expectation. Um, I, I was I was quite explicit about like talking about yeah, this is probably going to lead to like a tier zero quest druid meta, um, and that's what's happened, uh, and and that's kind of the fear, right? Is that you. You do this bounce patch that everyone's asking for, everyone, whatever, a lot of people are asking for this type of change, um, and then they make the patch, and everyone goes, whoa, great patch, and then a week later, it's like, whoa, it's the exact same type of problems, and the complaints are happening still. Oh, wait, is the meta bad? Oh my god, it's horrible, is it worse than before? And then it's just like, you end up in the same situation because... The, the thing is, like, you can't do the half measure, right? Like, y y you can actually... I think, like, if you have a really clear, defined goal that's quite specific, you can really go after stuff in a way that feels objective and, and really gettable. For example, like, if you want to say, hi, uh, we're going to take away every deck that summons multiple 8-8s as early as turn 4. You can go, you can do that. Like, you can, uh, like, go through and nerf every one of the cards that, like, enables that. Like, it's pretty simple. Um, but when you start adding in other types of changes and, uh, you know, thinking about, like, does that necessarily make the best meta, just taking away that exact one type of play experience? Um, no, maybe not. So, yeah, like, I, I think that, again, that, that number that I threw out, they're, like, 15. That's it. That's because it's, like, you have to make, like, a really, really, really big number of changes, I think, to really take away the ability for Questline Druid, to take away the ability for, I don't know, even Warrior to do whatever. Take away the ability of, you know, Demon Hunter summoning Brutes, or or um, some silly Radiant Elemental, Potion of Madness, Inner Fire stuff, and then we do Quest Mage, and it, it just keeps building up because those things are still there, and I, I, I didn't think it was realistic to peel back all of that at once. But there's still so much more to go. <laughs> and And this is the problem, right? And why I was in that, screw it, bring it all back. I'll nerf everything. Because you either, for me, go all the way, or you just 
and if you don't, you kind of end up in the situation where everyone's summoning eight eights on turn four anyway. Um, or you just kind of like bring everything up and make it be ridiculous. A again, I do see Ruffles' point where it's like, okay, but what does go all the way mean? Like, what what is that? What does that actually mm -hmm. look like? I and does anybody really know here in terms of card changes? I, um, I would go even further and say there is no all the way. But that's exactly, like, yeah. There's there's no distance you could go down the layers where it wouldn't result in the same type of thing, the same conversation that we're having now. Yeah. I push so, back a little bit. I push I, back I, a little bit on that. Because I would say I, I think... Nathria, like pre, pre nerfed Nathria, I felt like the majority of the population of WoW players were in a pretty happy spot in terms of in terms of what was seeing play and the decks that they were allowed to play. I don't know how much of that was tied specifically to Renathal itself versus like the decks that were available in the meta. But I, I think that there is a point where we've had we've had pockets of of uh of a meta where people have been happy. I know that's weird to say in terms of the wild player base. But there there's there's been times when people have been happy. I feel like there are possibilities. I, I don't know that it's I, never gonna be happening, I think. I I think you there have been periods of the wild metagame where you were uh, happy with the metagame and the audience that you've cultivated were maybe uh, reflective of that. And But, like, there are a lot of complaints during that. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of complaints during Barons when things were slowed down. Um, like, all of those times that, like, I agree, I had great times uh, in both of those, and those are two that we, like, harken back to as what, like, you know, metagames that we enjoyed. Uh, but I don't think that's universally true. Yeah, I guess that it really like circles back to the dev comment where we we know that people are always going to wish that we hit more or hit different things, but you're you're trying to make the mode more fun for the m like most players overall, right? I think it's something like that from the dev comment. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how how far you're supposed to go. Um I mean, kind of to to kind of wrap things up, like are you happy that they 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 peel back at least some of the layers here with this patch? Like how happy are you that they did that? Are you are you happy that they opened this can of worms, that they made the balance patch to a meta that was not? I think, at least, I know Corbis said this. I, I kind of agree with it. I was not having fun playing wild. I, I thought the wild meta kind of sucked. Um, that's me being nice about it. Uh, like, are you happy that they did this? Or are you kind of, like, scared that they opened this can of worms? You're kind of scared to see what might happen next? Or things like that. Or they might see the reactions to this. But, all right, we're never doing some, anything like that ever again. Uh, yes to all of that. <laughs> um, like I, I am honestly, personally, I think this metagame is much better than the one that we had before, just because like Corb said, the, like, it was so bad, man. <laughs> like it was just, it was not good. And it was, it was very not good across pretty much any rank that you could imagine. Right. Like there was never a, a point where people <laughs> were having a good time on, on the wild ladder. So, um, I think this is like better maybe if only marginally so and maybe only by comparison and maybe only because of novelty we'll see how long that lasts when people start like actually playing quester and down ladder and like maybe that will maybe that'll change uh in in the near future but for for now i'm glad that the changes were made these are you know a lot of changes that a lot of people including myself were championing for a long time and hoping that they would make for a long time so yeah we got what we wanted um i don't know where to go from here is 
is the problem. Um, and I like again the seeing the consequences of it now uh, make me hesitant and skeptical that it's the right move uh, moving forward outside of something like as egregiously um, broken as a, a disco lock or something that's completely completely dominant and stifling um, or just as unfun as Frog and, uh, and Tony Druid were like outside of rare instances I don't know I don't know anymore I'm happy with the balance patch um, because, you know, it dug into serious long-term issues that I, I, I think were going to exist in the format, um, things that were not very fun. Uh, and for that reason, yes, uh, getting rid of that stuff, good. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't touch WAP like three and a half weeks. Like, I was completely out. It was about as out as I've ever been on the format. Um, so for me... Again, the bar, the bar was in hell. Like there was there was no there was zero patch they could have made outside of buffing chamber to one mana that would have made me like uh, disappointed. Like that 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 might have been it. Um, so <laughs> outside that, it's fine. But yeah, long term, um, I I am also hopeful that they are potentially open making more changes in this format. But again, it's just this is such a long build up of time. And what happens when, when, when something like Flickle Sharks exists so many years, um, and it isn't changed, you know, originally, like back then, like initially, um, it just becomes this long persisting issue. And that's not just true for Flickle Talks, it's true for like everything that basically got hit, like about lackey essence, like these are really long term issues. And so it just becomes like, um, the, the issue just looks so huge when you have to tackle it and peel it back and you know all of a sudden there's still all these other things underneath whereas maybe those things underneath would have been the things that got hit now if uh you weren't busy doing these lackey and essence changes that you know people might have been asking for in 2020 um but yeah i'm hopeful it's just i'm not it's hard for me to be disappointed necessarily about the outcome of the format because the outcome feels quite clear and I don't think it's necessarily the worst position for the format to kind of pause in the worst zone. Um, even if it's not quite perfect, obviously. Yeah. All right. I, I think this is going to be a good point to kind of pause our conversation here about Wild specifically. I know this is like a very deep topic. Maybe we'll revisit it in a future episode. Um, but uh, I know people out there listening probably have a lot of, uh, you know, things to add to this. So if you guys want to, you know, Leave some comments down below or join the Discord to, to have the conversation. You can feel free to uh, to counter any of the arguments or, or bring up some other ones. Um, yeah, I don't know. I am kind of in the same boat of you guys that I yeah, I don't I don't really know how I feel about this patch yet. I, I I'm back to playing wild, like you said. I I also listened to my own advice and just didn't play any wild or twist for like three weeks because I wasn't having fun. Uh, but now I'm back and I'm, I'm I'm having fun. I don't know. Like you mentioned, Ruffle. I don't know how much of that's novelty or the fact that like. The decks that I despise playing against are no longer there. Um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but for now, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and, and talk. We're only halfway through all these massive patch notes. We also have a bunch of twists uh, to talk about, so we'll be right back. All right, uh, welcome back. Let's talk about some uh, some twist changes, guys. Uh, we've got some um, some more dev comments here. Uh, so for the twist focus changes, we've seen that Wonders format was faster than we wanted, not leaving much room for some of the cards that were evocative of this Wonders era. 
The adjustments in this patch are targeted at weakening the format's clearest power outliers, and at the same time, buffing some late game payoffs and control tools. We hope that these changes, plus next month's twist modifier, will allow some room for slower strategies to exist in the format. Um, so again, we are recording this in the new month. That means you guys can be building twist decks with anywhere between 30 to 40 cards, and then your health total is going to match uh, the cards in your deck. I had a lot of fun yesterday pissing off Twitch chat by building a 39-card deck. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> you monster. You just pissed me off. What are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Oh. There you go. Effect, effect, effect is working. Um, but I have seen anywhere from like 32, 34, 37 cards as well. So people are people are doing everything. <laughs> These are the same people that like have six one-ofs in their deck and they just like filled them out and that's the only reason. Just <laughs> one of those cards is better. Just like either... Ugh. They, they, I don't. I, I've yet to see a convincing argument for why you wouldn't either just do thirty or just do forty. I, I gave you the perfect reason to to piss off Twitch chat. That's the only acceptable one. I but, feel ill. But feel my bad. opponents that I've been queuing into with thirty four and thirty six cards are probably not streaming to people to piss them off. They, they might be. It might just be in Discord. You never know. Come on. Um. Let's talk about some of those changes though. Uh. So. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the VS report uh, for for the twist format, it's it's a very funny uh, VS report. No, uh, four decks exist in this format. Um, so you had you had Control Warrior, you had Discard Warlock, you had Patches Patches Hunter, and uh, you had like a million different variations of kind of Rogue. So Jade Rogue slash Cthune Rogue slash Jade Cthune Rogue, um, yada yada yada. So basically, a, a bunch of hits to those four decks. Um, I know the idea has been brought up where you had to hit things multiple times because they were that oppressive. Uh, so it looks like they have listened to Corpse Advice and uh, and done just that. So discard Warlock. Let's start with there. Uh, I know we joked uh, that you could just swap the numbers on that Warlock location when it was released and it would probably still be a really busted card. <laughs> they did, in fact, do exactly that where they did just swap the two numbers. It is now a three mana location with two durability. I have to be completely honest with you guys. I played some Twist before the new month came out. This card very much still felt like the one of the best cards uh, in the format. Shocking. Who could have seen that coming? Uh, three mana location. Um, I'm going to run through the rest of these. War uh, Discard Warlock changes, then we can uh, we can talk about that deck. Uh, Dark Bargain. It originally got its mana cost cut in half. Uh, that was a little bit too much. It's been bumped up from three to four. And then Tiny Knight of Evil. Uh, they finally realized that that change was uh, kind of egregious, and they went back on it. Just kidding, kind of. Uh, it only gets plus two, plus one now instead of plus two, plus two. Um, yeah, but yeah, Discard Warlock still still pretty good deck. Um, these cards I think all very very good still. Uh, even with all of those changes. Uh, in Twist, yes, those are yes. all probably like it's probably one of the better decks in the format still. Like that's just how far ahead it was. I think everything that got nerfed is probably still a good deck just because of the the distance between. Um, these four decks... Well, okay. One deck is probably not a good deck anymore. Uh, the distance between, especially the, the the three popular decks and everything else in the field was so massive that you could nerf like a handful of things in each of those decks and still um, they would see play. So, um, yeah, Disco Lock, probably fine. I think they hit some of the biggest defenders, obviously Chamber. Um, Tiny Knight in... And twist could really, really run away with games in a in a way that was unfun. Um, not a super strong card in wild comparatively. Um, 
from what I understand, but like still just like it was a big offender in creating non games that were like really unfun and just like had things run away from you. And then Dark Bargain was massively overbuffed, and so like the the tempo swings that you generated from that are uh were pretty nutty in both formats, and it's probably still a very good card. Uh I mean, I Ruffle, which which of the four decks do you think is the worst? Oh, well, I was going to say the Hunter one, uh, but am I? Is it actually? Uh, ooh, it can't be Warrior, right? Warrior's got to still be good. It's so. Is it Rogue? That, He's about uh, to hit you with the, the Disco Warlock. Is now the worst out of the four. <laughs> is he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's the Disco Lock. The Disco Lock. Yep. Um, that was a big surprise to me. It seems like that's the one that has gotten hit the hardest, as far as I can tell. Well, some of that, like, and this is going to be true of the hunter as well, but like, that might be hard to differentiate between just like the health total, the and changing as well, because like it also it got kind of double nerfed uh, by being a fairly aggressive deck with like people having forty health now, but not everybody yeah. has forty health, so I don't know how big of an impact that is. Yeah, the um the warlock changes seem quite huge. We didn't really touch them for wild, but uh, it seems like in both formats they've been very very brutal. Um, it's it's kind of weird. It's not like chambers like a bad card or anything. Like it's still like good. It's just I guess the combination of like all the all the nerfs at once is kind of this like you know they probably had the it had the busted the most busted card that got nerfed the hardest. I I guess is it probably had the biggest drop down. And and thank God for that because. Yeah, yeah, that good. deck was frustrating to play against. So, yeah, yeah. I, I will um, say, Chamber does still feel kind of like an outlier, though. Even at three mana, two durability, like it seems like the best card in that deck. I don't know if we have the stats to kind of back that up, but it, it very much feels like the the best card in Discard Warlock and the thing that you need the most. I gotta tell you, it massively, massively overperformed in my Renounced Darkness deck to the forty cards and all. It really made it easy to find that Renounced Darkness. Uh, 85% win rate, by the way. I was going to ask, if was it a 100% win rate when you had the Renounce? I would expect so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, I, I, the, uh, one of the only games I, I could, the only game I lost was because I couldn't, uh, find the Renounce early enough because I didn't find it like it. Oh, no, no, I just, never mind. I renounced too early. I, I renounced ah. too close to the sun, you know? It's a high, it's a high skill cap for Renounce deck. You gotta, I, you gotta time it to perfection. Right. You yeah. really do. You do. You do. Um, but yeah, the twist. Um, the changes have been kind of... <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I, Rogue is really good. <laughs> okay, let, let's just start there. Like, Rogue is still really, really strong. Um, to the point where you do have to question, like, could it have been harsher? Like, <laughs> like maybe. Like, maybe it could have been even harsher. It doesn't seem like it's really... A huge problem necessarily like it, it feels like as long as you're kind of okay with the idea of jade rogue being tier one which, which i guess is like an important question right like is it fine if jade rogue is still one of the best decks or is it do just you, a situation where you need to kill it off completely because you, you want to talk about them. these nerfs first before we dive into is the jade rogue still too good oh sure did we not do that whoopsie uh meowth you want to cook i mean let me just run through all of the changes and then we can just talk big picture okay um warrior Blast from the past from three to four. I rework from a four four to a four three. Uh, Jade Telegram from three minutes to four. Scarab Lord the Gong going from a two durability Gong to a one. 
never really understood why that was too durability, but you know, whatever. And then Blade of Cthune, uh, going from six to seven. And then Trial of the Yorming, Yormingars, uh, in Patches Hunter, going from five to six. Not only delaying the busted turn by a turn, but also giving you one more turn to draw one of your patches. Um, all right, Corb, continue. Go ahead. <laughs> Jade Rogue. Uh, yeah, yeah, with Jade Rogue. Like, I, I think there's actually a really good question of, like, were well, you supposed to slaughter these decks? Because they they got a month to shine in a way that was pretty weird, like, where they were the only decks in the format. And so usually I'm kind of just like, oh, you know, maybe you just kind of want to, like, nudge the decks and keep things playable, give players options. But in this case, like... Maybe just taking the sledgehammer and just bashing them would have been pretty acceptable. Damn, that's a violent picture. I didn't mean that, Arya. Um, but maybe. Yes, maybe that was the best option. I, I think especially when we're talking about a rotating format like this, too, um, where maybe we have another month after after this of, like, the uh, uh, Wonders format. Like, do we want to risk not allowing six classes to play the game again right like we already had a month where six classes did not get to play the game i think it's riskier leaving these classes um like decent decent good right good and leaving the the remaining classes behind as a result of that i think that's actually a bigger risk in this instance than over nerfing something um and especially with like, I don't know, Rogue in particular, it's also kind of banking on, like the like it has the Cthulhu package as a backup, it, which is all neutral. It can um, do some things. I think like, I don't know, Blade of Cthulhu, I feel like could have gotten hit even a bit harder, just because especially I feel like that card is single handedly preventing other classes from wanting to play Cthulhu, just because like. It punishes you for being ahead on buffing your Cthulhu. If you drop an eye stock and you haven't seen both copies of Blade of Cthulhu, you are losing that game a large majority of the time because you're just feeding their Cthulhu. Um, so, so things like that, where, um, in addition to like the Jade stuff, just being powerful, Sprint being the, the best form of card draw yeah. in, in the format right now and constantly giving the class um you know hand advantage like the the combination of those things um i don't know probably could have probably could have been adjusted in a way that uh allowed other classes a, like a chance to find a footing i i do want to i do want to add real quick is that there's a very good chance that rogue just isn't that good like it's very vibes based because there's not really much information out there and it is kind of a a really nice genuine throwback to the the pre-data era of Hearthstone where people really didn't have the same net decking and the same information flow um no one's playing twist so you know it's fine now we have no information to work with you can be a lot more creative and uh go figure stuff out for yourself yeah you can win most all of your games with Renounced Darkness and uh, Jade Cthulhu Shaman. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's it's very open right now. That's how but, you know the uh, format is great, right? When you can win games with Renounced Darkness Warlock. Come on. Yeah. That's yeah. the only marker of what a good <laughs> format is. <laughs> um, but, like, uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a fair point. People are going to default and just kind of fall back on what they were playing before, even after the nerfs, just because, first, card acquisition is still a problem. Like, that's that's the risk of over nerfing a deck like rogue. Somebody spends a lot of their resources to craft rogue. 
they get to play it for a month it's way too busted it gets nerfed now it's unplayable uh <laughs> in the second month that that would be pretty devastating for somebody that doesn't have a lot of dust and probably turn them off of the twist format uh for the entire future of its existence so um i guess that would be the risk but like yeah people are probably just going to default to what they were playing until things settle a little bit more but like to your point it's hard for things to settle in a month-long format and where we don't have a lot of data and we don't have a lot of people like playing <laughs> yeah I, I will say i think the the outlier a couple things the outlier for rogue very much feels like sprint in a format where Acolyte of Pain feels like the best neutral card because drawing cards is that premium. Um, so, so yeah, I Sprint, I think, would be my nerf triggered if you do further nerfs to Rogue. I think my bigger issue with kind of this whole Caverns of Time thing, and I, I've mentioned this on stream a couple times, so I'm interested in how you guys feel about this, where isn't it feels like the whole point of going back to this time was for a nostalgic feeling of Hearthstone, right? Kind of the, the, the good old days. Um, and the good old archetypes where you get to see stuff like like Secret Paladin or Freeze Mage and things like that. And it feels like for like a month and who knows for how much further, the decks that have been dominating and been super popular are not very nostalgic decks at all. And they're they're the decks that kind of got defined by Caverns of Time in terms of like Discard Warlock, Jade Rogue, and things like that. Is that something that like you're okay with, don't mind, or things like that? Because it feels like those nostalgic decks like Reno Lock, Crusher Shaman, Secret Paladin... I don't. I don't. I've never seen anybody talking about those or playing those, and it feels very much like new cards kind of dominating the format. I think, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I think what we learned from Classic is that if we just rely purely on nostalgia, that burns out very quickly. But like, wasn't and... Classic like super popular for a month, right? And then it kind of died, and then like here, it's only around for a month, anyways. Like. I feel like giving Classic a month was being quite generous. Okay, maybe. Um, I remember people I, being really excited for like two or three weeks, and that's as like as long as these Swiss formats are around for. So I don't know. I, I think it would. I think it would fall off uh, and bounce off people a lot quicker if we didn't have the modernization that we did. I, I think there's an argument that maybe um, they overextended <laughs> in in a few different places, and that's. I would say that's a problem, but I don't think the effort. Uh, itself is a problem i think the the uh execution and um like i think it's just i i think no matter what if there was as much distance between the good decks and everything else as there was in that uh in, in the first 30 days or whatever um people are gonna not enjoy the format very much because like not having diversity is a bummer yeah, um, it's hard to figure out exactly what the issue is, I think, with Twist, because it's so easy to conflate it with the immense imbalance that we had, like the historical, laughable, once-of-a-game-ever imbalance. <laughs> like, it was crazy. It's unlike anything we've seen. Um, I actually think a lot of the... It's weird. The, the pushed cards from the the new cards are definitely often the defining things going on in twist at the same time they often make the game the most fun like the modern hearthstone and cards that exist now are obviously built on lessons learned from years and years of design and so 
is it a shocker if I like how some of these cards are felt? Like running out of cards and not being able to do anything and recover, not being able to recover off board. Like those are all hallmarks of old Hearthstone, and sometimes that can kind of suck a little bit. So there's definitely been like it, like the the idea of nostalgia um and needing to see specific decks i don't think i did need to see specific decks for this kind of era of hearthstone like whether it's jade rogue which didn't really exist or or this control warrior which didn't really exist i think that it, I, and i've mentioned this i think last time we talked about twist is that i think that these decks do generally kind of emulate the type of experience that you used to have it's just the reason why they were the most fun um and the most powerful at the same time is because they had these more modern tools they didn't really run out of stuff as much and they had these bigger power spikes that were, were good so yeah i don't i don't think it's necessarily like a lack of going to exactly what we saw in the past um has been my issue with the with the format necessarily yeah i right, just just figured I'd, I'd bring it up because it it, it does feel I, I don't know abnormal but yeah uh, like like i played pirate warrior for a few games and i was like this is hell and this well, was it back. hell because it was <laughs> just so much worse than everything else that was happening in the format or it was just like no. you weren't drawing cards and so that was boring and it was not fun for you yeah it was more the latter like i think i went positive like this is after the nerfs happened I, I think i went fine with it and i just had a game where i'm just like top decking card wait for lethal top decking card wait for lethal top deck and it just went on for like five turns and i'm like this is hell just get me out of this yeah i don't know uh regardless m resulting meta from from the the balance Ooh. patch how, how are we feeling uh, about that yeah i mean like it's so up in the air because people don't know and i don't know but <laughs> um things don't, Why don't you know everything there. bro come on yeah well i know it's so difficult um things that i will throw out there that you should try one ruffles renounce darkness warlock but if you can't if you don't have renounce uh other options that you could try which are uh, maybe not as good but pretty good um hand buff paladin hand buff paladin team's very cracked hand buff paladin seems really good if you want to play that so um that's a thing that didn't exist before the patch so hand buff paladin neat uh hand lock a lot of hand going on um hand lock uh seems super good as well so if you want to play like old school control warlock you want to have that 40 cards molten giant there's like a modern power swing that feels quite strong and uh Jaraxxus is really fun as well so those are the two big recommendations i'd have as decks that people weren't really playing last month that could very well be like tier one the best decks in uh this version of twist yeah yeah the, the reason i was winning games with renounce darkness warlock is it basically just like all of the uh class spell cards from uh from handlock and just like winning games by removing my opponent's stuff and then stabilizing enough to close it out with renounce like it's just like the the Siphon at four is just kind of silly in this format is a big part of it. Uh, it feels like with the control tools that Warlock has, you kind of have answers to what all of the best decks or all of the previous good decks were, uh, were doing. Um, and you just didn't really have much of a way to close out the game necessarily uh, last month. But now you have Jeramicus at uh, at eight mana, uh, which means you can hear a power alongside him on ten, and it feels good. Dude, in, in Raffles and, and Corb's excitement to talk about these things, we completely forgot about the buffs. I, I haven't talked about all of those things that Drax is bringing up. <laughs> You're gonna take blame for that one, yeah? Um, you guys have talked about Drax's to eight. Uh, Tyrion getting buffed from a six six to an eight eight. 
uh, Scenarian Hole, which is the Druid location, uh, going from 2 mana to 1. Dragonfire going from 6 to 5, so that's the 5 damage to all minions except for dragons in Priest. Uh, I've seen a lot of Reno Priest the past, like, day and a half. Um, 40 card Reno Priest, yet they always have Raza on 5. It's very confusing. <laughs> very jealous. Um, Bronze Dragonite, so this is the card uh, in Handbuff Paladin where it got buffed uh, to have Taunt um, alongside the whole Battle Cry. If this has 5 or more attacks, I'm going to copy of it. Uh, and then Elemental Destruction. Uh, so... I don't know if this is a buff or a nerf, but uh, <laughs> the overload getting reduced on elemental destruction from 5 to 2. Uh, and then Alakir, the Winds of Time, so this is the hero card, uh, just getting a, a slight nudge up on the armor that he gives. Um, you guys have talked about the impact of Draxus. You guys aren't excited about any of these other cards? I guess the hand buff dragon, right? Yeah. The only ones that I've seen are Draxus. I've played like three or four hours of Twist today. The only ones I saw were Draxus uh, and... I didn't actually. I played the Bronze Dragon Knight, and it can confirm it's pretty good. But um, I may or may not have renounced into it, <laughs> uh, and some buffs. Uh, but yeah, most of these aren't really changes like that are going to really see play. I think Dragonfire is maybe um, marginally better, and could you be like you were already running it in Reno Priest, and so now you're just happier to run it. Yeah, um, I think Dragonfire is good. I, I don't know. Like we've we've pushed Handlock and Handbuff with these, and they they seem like impactful changes. So in that sense, yeah, big success. All right, so we'll we'll tune back in uh, next episode, and we'll talk more about about twists and the and the tears that are ruining that format because eventually, inevitably, something will happen where Jade Rogue is now eighty percent of games and terrorizing the format. Right? It always happens. No, no, <laughs> it's not. Stop that. Uh, did I have to give people something to look forward to? Come on. It's next month that that happens, but don't tell anyone. No, so when they remove that 40 health. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. All right, guys. Thanks for uh, for tuning in to uh, a super long episode uh, where we talked about Wild and Twist. Uh, speaking of Ruffle and Corp, thanks for joining me to talk Wild and Twist. Uh, hope you guys are having fun with the new stuff. Um, let the people know where they can find you uh, and your content. Uh, yeah, you can find me continuing to renounce the darkness at uh, twitch.tv slash raffle and uh, daily YouTube videos as well. And you can find me at Twitch uh, with Corbett uh, or Corbett Games on Twitter and YouTube. And you guys can find me at Get Me Off on all those platforms. Uh, thanks again for all of you guys that listen to every episode all the way to the end. Appreciate you guys a ton. Uh, again, if you guys have any comments about Wild or Twist with these balance patch, if you want to let us know how many layers they should actually peel back, let us know down in the comments or join the Discord to, to you know have some discussions there. Thanks again for listening. Uh, thanks again to these two for joining me, and we'll see you guys again next time. Later. <laughs>